I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 221 of the Cantobite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? Uh, I'm a little bit sick. I don't have COVID, at least according to the tests that I've taken. I just have a little bit of a cold, and I'm very tired because I woke up from nightmares a couple times during the night. Don't recommend it. Bad times. Aww. Very tired. How are you doing besides sad about things that we'll talk about later? You know, I'm I'm doing okay. I, I just got back from a trip. I, I journeyed on the airplane to Nevada. I went to Nevada. And in Nevada, I went to uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. Ooh, what's and that? And Las Vegas, it's, it's a city of casinos. So, okay. of course, me, formerly working at a casino... It was the best time ever. I had such a great... No, I actually did have fun. I got to go with my family and Carlos. And it was a very interesting and educational experience. And I had some very good crepes in Paris. And I definitely recommend getting the crepes at Paris. And they had a strawberry mimosa at Paris. I really liked mm, that. that I was good. really excited. Yes, the crepes were delicious. Berry crepes. There was like a lemon sauce, something lemon on it. Very light. They make their own whipped cream, which I can respect because you can see the little beans, like the little tiny things of vanilla bean in it. And that's when you know that you are eating food sent by God to your plate. Um, I also decided to go to a show because I'm thinking, you know, it's Vegas. Like, why not go to a show? Mm Because my mom and my sister went to go see John Mayer, which I kind of regretted after hearing how good the concert was. But I looked at the a set list, and I'm like, I don't know a lot of this, these songs. And plus, like, I don't like John Mayer too much. Like, he's not the best human being in the world. No, he kind of sucks. Yeah, he kind of sucks. So maybe I didn't regret going. I went to a basketball game, though. You know what? I thought I didn't understand sports at all until I watched basketball. Because I do not understand basketball at all. Like, sure, you know, they go back and forth and, like, they throw the ball and shit. But then at the end of the game, they just decide to, like, throw the ball in the hoop a couple times. And, like, that's how they determine, like, who possibly wins the game. And I'm thinking, like, why is this so confusing? Like, why can't we just continue to run back and forth the whole game like soccer? I mean, soccer has soccer has rules at the end, too. Like, if there's a tie, you decide it on – you do – overtime and then you do penalty shots like yeah you, do, like you do a shootout that's fairly normal in sports i just i it was just rough because like basketball is such an anxiety bringing sport because it's always so close like there's never a basketball game where it's more than like 10 points there, there, there are many many basketball games that are blowouts but I mean, I feel like the ones that I watched the other night were so close. Like, it was painful. Who were you, like, I did who not were you like watching? It. Was this, like, NBA? Or were you watching, like... College, which was oh, worse. Okay. Because, like, those poor little kids are fighting for their lives. <laughs> <laughs> to be in NBA, which is real basketball. But it's so fun because, like, they're having fun with it. Um, it was, like, uh, Colorado versus San Diego State. My, my alma mater. 
alma mater. Yeah, my all my my alma school mater. that I yeah. alma my alma. Yes, that right. is where I went to school. So it was fun. Especially, it was fun because on the board, when you're ordering tickets, it says student discounts. And Rusty sees that and asks the person at the counter, oh, do you do alumni discounts? And I just look at him and I'm like, Rusty, you're a student and you're a junior in in college. And the lady just looks at us and she's like, yeah, whatever. Like, (laughs) he was trying so hard and he failed. And I told him afterwards, I'm like, you need to think before you do things, Rusty. But anyways, to the most exciting part of my journey, I the next night on Saturday night, I decided to go to a show. I decided to go see Katy Perry because Katy Perry is playing at the World Resorts on a um, she has a residency there for like a couple weeks. And I thought, you know what? Tickets are cheap. Might as well. Uh, Teenage Dream was a very good bubblegum pop album in the 2010s. And I appreciate it. And I went and something happened that like horribly like triggered me and I'm not usually like triggered much about over like things you know at concerts or something like sure like something stupid might happen and I'm like what the fuck is this so Katy Perry her concert like it's a story and I think the story resonates from that she was just watching a lot of Toy Story with her kid because like she's a toy a terribly treated toy and the toy ends up in the trash So Katy Perry is in the trash and she finds a used face mask and she's talking to the face mask saying, wow, you're retired. Congratulations. You weren't really useful, but we figured that out after two years. Okay. I wanted to get up and leave. Like, I know that she was joking and I know that, like, I know that Katy Perry is not an anti-vaxxer, but... And I know she was talking about, oh, like, N95s are, you know, more important and all this shit. But I just felt like it was, it was like, I don't know why I got so fucking triggered about it. But, like, I just feel like it's, like, such an inappropriate thing to, like, joke about something that have, has killed, like, over a million people. I I just thought that was dirty. I thought it was gross. Like, I think it was just her trying to be, like, cutesy. And, like, it's not cute to be dumb anymore. Like, mm. it's not 2008. And I feel like this was like a very like 2008 moment. And I was just I, I was just really turned off by by it. That's not good. Yeah, but she was fine. She performed fine other than the talking face mask. Um, it was fine. But yeah, I, 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 I get to go back to Vegas soon. So I can't wait to do more things possibly. Um, and you're going to Vegas soon, too. So yeah, just, um, just for like a day. I have some Vegas tips for you. Okay. Look, there's only a couple things I want to do. I want to have a really good dinner somewhere. And I would like, if if time lines up and I have the money for it, I would like to see Penn and Teller. I think that you will be able to see Penn and Teller and there will be tickets available. I recommend you check out the Bellagio Casino and Hotel. Because out of all the casinos on the Strip, I think that's the loveliest casino and hotel. Because it's like classic, like you have the fountain in the front and everything, and you can go across the street at Paris and get some crepes in the morning. And I recommend getting the strawberry mimosas because those are delicious. And the bartenders there are very nice. And some of them try to fake a Parisian accent, which I think is hilarious because we're in Nevada. (laughs) I assume that they all end up sounding like cartoons of French people. Exactly. It's very funny, but we had a waitress on Thursday that would like acted normal. I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh my God, that reminds. So I was, I found some new, like, just very limited. It's only like three episodes. Uh, uh, murder mystery show, and it's it's called Death, Death uh, Murder in Provence, and it has this uh, uh, Roger Allen, who I really love. He was like Javert in the original London. Um, Les Mis super cool like does a lot of shit that I love has like the most amazing voice in the world but anyway when I heard about the show I'm like oh it's gonna be he is an expat living in France who stumbles upon a murder no 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 everybody in the cast like literally every single person in the cat is British except for maybe a couple Americans they are all playing French people but there's not 
There's not a single British, you know, French accent to be found. They're all just using their normal British accents and speaking English and even sometimes using like British slang. And also like commenting all the time about how French they are. And it's so confusing because in the, like one of the first like five minutes of this thing, like his um his girlfriend comes in and they're talking and he has someone about, oh, well, my grandmother was English and she used to import Marmite. And the girlfriend's like, oh, what's Marmite? And they are, Roger Allen is one of the most British British people you could ever get. He is like, he's. He's just very, very British. And I was, I'm just sitting there, like, I had to look it up. I was so confused as to what was supposed to be happening. And then apparently a bunch of people were complaining about it on Twitter. And then I finally clicked, oh, no, they're actually supposed to be French French and not just living in France. Baffling. And he, like, again, like, in the second episode, he has a, because some, some character shows up in a kilt for a funeral saying, you know, he has Scottish ancestry and can, you know, this is his family tartan. And, and Roger Allen, again, b- like, think like Ian McKellen British. Like, just really fucking British. And he was like, oh, well, my grandmother, my great grandmother was English. Does that mean I should be wearing a bowler hat? And I'm like, yes, you should be wearing a bowler hat because you are, it, it just, it drove me crazy. It's a good show beyond, like, apart from that, but I can't get over it. It's the weirdest choice I've ever seen. Not a single French person in the show. The television that you find, like, fascinates me. Or just the <laughs> things that you find fascinate me. I mean, you fascinate me in general, but the things that you find fascinate me. I love murder mysteries. Love them. Especially ones that aren't, like, the super dark, like, HBO, you know, like, super gritty shit. I just want, I want a nice good old thing where somebody gets killed in the English countryside, and then they all quaintly solve a murder. (laughs) It was just, it just, like, I, it was one of those things of, like, there has to be something going on here that I'm not understanding. And it was just, no, it's just a really strange decision. That's funny. But yeah, no, I definitely recommend going to the restaurant and try to find some fake Parisian accents because that's that's the point. The food's good, at least, though. But that's the one thing that I wish I would have, like, dived into more was, like, food. Because um, food's expensive. And, like, yeah, it, it made me sad how expensive things was because things were. Because I wanted to go to a buffet, but, like, the buffets are expensive. Like, I feel like as I get older and, like, gas prices go up, I start to realize, what am I doing with my money? Am I spending $45 on a grilled cheese or am I spending $45 on um, a half take of gas? I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Like, I think if I were in Vegas for like a week, I'd want to do one of the buffets. But I think if I'm just going for a night, I just want to do like, I want to do like Gordon Ramsay Steakhouse or something, you know? And I know it'll be super pricey, but I mean, I was looking at the celebration store, and I'm like, well, I'm not f- spending any fucking money on any of this shit, so. Hey, they, they released the information about the podcast stage. Do you Are you thinking about <laughs> us doing a podcast stage? We could go on yeah. stage and talk about how much we hate Star Wars at Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. How the, great would that be? The, the two episodes I'm going to include in our application are the one where I say I hope that Bob Chapek chokes to death in his own bile. <laughs> And one of the ones where we're like talking about how Matsumita fucks. Those are the two that I'm going to submit. I think I think we'll get straight onto that stage. I think more than anything, you know, that's how Pablo will like start <laughs> listening to our podcast is listening to those two episodes because I think that he might agree with some of those statements, possibly all of them. <laughs> Fucking love that dude. I love Pablo because a stupid a stupid story came out today that like I read and I got like so annoyed because like it talked about like how like Favreau and Filoni Filoni came in charge baloney and said you know what let's let's get rid of this script and replace it with this script and it made me upset because Filoni and Favreau like seemed to be like touching everything that I love and then like making me like really critical of it which like I don't like to do but like here we are 
you know, especially like maybe in a Katy Perry, like feeling guilty afterwards, being like, why can't I have fun anymore? And then this shit comes out about Star Wars and then this stupid trailer comes out. Like, trust me, like I hate it as much as you guys do. I just want to have fun. OK, and I can't and I can't because of things that are happening and it's not fun and I don't recommend it. But I don't know where I'm going with this anger fuel. Look, you're not starting petitions to change the shape of anybody's head so i think you're doing better than some i hope so because um you want to just like just just uh, jump into it yeah like, we're not is yeah, there anything? Yeah, yeah no and we're not cook we're not going scene by scene i can't i can't fucking deal with it nobody wants to hear that i don't want to i don't want no i don't approve of scene by scene breakdowns we're just going to talk about the trailer or teaser, or whatever the fuck it is. I don't care. I will explain my experience watching it, and then you can explain yours. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to hear yours. Look, I was in bad fucking mood that day. Because this was, like, right in the middle of the... And, I, like, I say right in the middle as if it's not still going on. But with the whole JPEG debacle. And then it was like, oh, there, there's Entertainment Weekly thing came out of, like, the... You know, there it was... There photos from star wars because they always do those that was their big issues first that stuff came out and everybody was losing their minds and i'm like 12 hours ago we were all talking about how fucking terrible disney is and you know that that people need to make a stand and all of this stuff and then you see some shiny goddamn pictures of obi-wan and everybody forgets it and i was livid so i i, I was already like pissed and then the trailer comes out and i watched the trailer and i gotta say Like, I don't even think it looks terrible. I mean, I think some of it looks terrible. I just think it's like, I don't I don't care about any of this. I maybe care a little bit about the uh, the Inquisitor chick. That black lady looks awesome when she's, like, running around the building and stuff, being all cool. And I like the shot we see of the female Imperial officer coming off the ship because we don't see many women Imperials. I do like that the place the Inquisitor running around looks like a Blade Runner city. Give me all that. Uh, but I don't... I look at the little Luke Skywalker acting like his like little Anakin, and I feel less than nothing. I went, okay, that's fine. And I don't care. And you see lots of sad shots of Obi-Wan looking sad, and I don't care. And you see Owen Lars, and I think, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I like the logic, and he's a good actor. And then I see the Inquisitor, the Grand Inquisitor dude, and I think, oh, okay, I don't care. And then I see the spinny lightsaber, and I think, oh, that's stupid. And then I went, oh, okay, that's done. And then I go on Twitter, and everybody's losing their goddamn shit like they just watched fucking Citizen Kane. I've never seen Citizen Kane. It's very good. You should watch it. Okay. Yeah, I think it'll be better than this. <laughs> I mean, it is widely regarded as the greatest cinematic thing of all time but yes so i mean i, I don't think sort of doesn't need to be citizen Kane, but people's reactions to things are so outsized that i don't know what to do and then i just completely forgot about it until i watched it like 10 minutes before we started recording tonight because i did not remember any of it so what did you think just like generally before we start talking about anything in depth well, first off, I'll start off with um, how I found out it was a thing. Um, so I I got a text message from you. And yeah. here, let me try to find it. Okay. So... I get a text message at 11.05 on Wednesday from Emily with the Grand Inquisitor. And she says, and this is why you don't just copy directly from a cartoon when making a live action show. And that's when I knew that Kenobi. Yeah. And I know, yes, they didn't copy directly and that his head is a different shape, but it's still the same stupid look and it's hideous. And it, But it's also hideous in the cartoon. So stop your stupid fucking petitions. Yeah, I mean, I felt bad because, like, you, I hope that you didn't feel bad at all because, I mean, it's a trailer's a trailer, whatever. Yeah. And Rusty had texted me Kenobi. So, like, 
I, I forget what I was doing. I was doing some process or something. I stopped everything I was doing. I stopped everything. I'm like, this needs my attention right now. And, you know, it starts off with him and his lovely EOP. And then sad stuff. And then we're getting, like, a, a slow down version of fucking um, Battle of the Heroes. And then we get, like, Duel of the Fates. And, like, that's when I start busting up laughing. I'm like, there is no fucking way that they are trying to get our asses to cry with Duel of the Fates. Which isn't really an Obi-Wan song. I think, you know, I personally think that Duel of the Fates is, you know, the battle. You know, Obi-Wan had something to do with the battle of, you know, him and Qui-Gon versus, you know, uh, Maul. But I think that Duel of the Fates is really, you know, a Maul and Qui-Gon song and i i was really turned off by the fact that they were trying to be like he listened to this music and here he's back and the worst part one of the worst parts of this trailer is little luke skywalker playing star wars because okay i admit i was luke skywalker I was yeah. I was this Luke Skywalker. A lot of us were this Luke Skywalker. Doesn't mean I want to fucking see it. We've had so much fucking Luke Skywalker. I don't want Luke Skywalker. The fact that we're getting more Luke yeah. Skywalker, like I don't like that. Also, I thought he's I thought he was going to be like a baby. Yeah, like he's too fucking old. Like I Oh. Oh, I accidentally turned the turn on the song. But okay. But that's the that's the fucking problem of this is that in the trailer everyone's talking about staying hidden and staying you know watching the kid and he's on a different planet now like what the fuck is he doing and then you know it was cool seeing like the the inquisitor lady and stuff like she fucks I like it like I I think she's great like I I I like her I don't want anything to happen to her even though she's probably evil as fuck but she's probably evil as fuck for a reason and then we get the inquisitor. Which, why the fuck, Dave? Why the fuck are we taking your characters, Dave, and putting them in live action? Like, stop it. It's time to stop, Dave. We don't want your shit anymore. Like, I'm serious. Like, who wants this? You know, cover your ears, Sal Perales, because it's like, I know you do, and I'm sorry, and I respect it, and I love you, but I am tired of all of these characters from Dave Filoni's headcanon being put into live action because it's just not working. I'm not scared of this motherfucker. And then ending the fucking trailer with Darth Vader breathing because obviously we're getting Darth Vader in here because we can't do anything about Darth Vader. We can't do anything without, you know, prequel characters or characters that we know because it's Star Wars. Like, we need everything because we can't survive without it, apparently. What about Grogu? Like, we, we got Grogu. Grogu was a brand new thing. Mandalorian was a brand new thing. Star Wars, you were capable of doing anything, and you're giving us this shit. That is why I think this was one of the worst trailers that Star Wars has ever given us, because it didn't give us God, anything. I damn. hated this. This was... Okay, I love Star Wars. I love Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan is one of my favorite characters. And to do this so... Disser- like, to give me this disservice, like, I am... I am so upset because I see what this show is going to be now. This show is going to be this nostalgia-filled bullshit that's going to change canon forever for absolutely no reason other than Lucasfilm, you know, wanting to cater to fans. And that's not how you do storytelling. And I'm so annoyed that everything is going to be changed just due to a streaming service making Star Wars shows able to happen and for the fact that, you know, a company just wants to make money and just, like, wants to do things for the fans. Like, I'm glad that all these actors are getting this opportunity and everything. But I just don't like that something only exists, you know, due to, you know, the Leonardo DiCaprio gif of him pointing at the screen. Like, that's what Star Wars is turning into for me. And this is what this, this trailer was for me, which totally turned me off. Because there's ways that you can reintroduce a character as big as Obi-Wan. Because I was really expected to get emotional during this. Because I love Obi-Wan. I was so happy when it was announced that, you know, there was going to be, you know, Obi-Wan show. You know, I was there in the crowd when they announced it. And I was really excited. And this really turned me off. Because this is everything that I feared Star Wars would become. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm trying. Maybe I'll like the show. I don't know. I hope I do. I would always rather like something than not like something. 
but it doesn't it certainly doesn't give me hope that I'm going to like the show <laughs> uh, I don't I'm just I, I mean like it's different for me because I don't care about Obi-Wan anyway like he was just never my dude I don't like the prequels I mean I like Al Guinness but I don't I mean I think Ian McGregor's a fine actor I mean not in the prequels because nobody's good in the prequels because George Lucas can't direct human beings but um but he's never like somebody I like was like oh I need to know everything this guy's ever done in his life and I care about him and he's totally my dude like he's just not so if I don't like this show it's kind of like if I don't like Ahsoka like it sucks because it's always more fun if you like something but it's not like devastating in the way I will be upset if I don't like Andor. But Obi Wan is your guy, and Ewan is your dude. Yeah, so it's just extremely disappointing, like seeing this and seeing that okay, he's gonna go off world, and all these different things are gonna happen, and you know potentially like a Vader fight is going to happen because I just don't think that's necessary. I don't think it's necessary to change up canon just because you want to, just because you want to see them fight. Um, I mean, it would be... Oh, sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, no, and then like some people would be like, oh, what he really meant when he said that line in the original trilogy was blah, 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 blah. I hate it. It's ridiculous. And, you know, I think that having, like, a very well-choreographed fight would be beautiful to see something like, you know, in Revenge of the Sith, you know, well-choreographed thing, and, you know, possibly could you know show us like why vader and obi-wan are you know fighting the way that they are in a new hope but i'm just done with star wars trying to dig deep into the movies and being like this is why this happened this is why he said this like just dissecting like every second and sometimes like questions are are better left unsaid or unheard or answered questions are better left unanswered and i feel like that's how i feel about star wars right now is because i feel like we know too much. Like, I was fine with episodes one through six, like, being like, that's it. We're not getting anything in between. That's fine. And, you know, though I love The Mandalorian, that's really, like, one of the only things I've loved, you know, from in between Star Wars. Well, I mean, I don't think I'd necessarily say that's in between Star Wars, like, one and six. But sure, we got the sequel trilogy. And that was fine until um, JJ uh, episode nine. But... I just don't know if I'll ever get to the point again where I can just like watch Star Wars and like not be overly critical. And I don't know if like if I blame that because it's like I know so much, you know, that goes behind the scenes. I know so much about, you know, the company. I know so much about the Walt Disney Company that like really is depressing. Um, but yeah, it's hard for me to want to enjoy this um, because this isn't my Star Wars anymore. Mm-hmm. And this isn't something that, you know, I grew up with and I loved. Like, this transforming into this thing that I don't agree with. So it's really hard for me to sit here and try to be positive. And seeing all the positivity, especially knowing everything going on with the Walt Disney Company right now and Bob Chapek and how he, you know, took too long to say something that, you know, I don't think that he meant at all. I think that he was just saying it to, you know, just try to, you know, be an ally. But you're not a fucking ally. Like, never gonna happen but it's just sad you know it's it's really sad that a trailer could just make everyone forget what's really the big picture yeah it just it like i get being excited about it and like disney owns so much that look i'm not i'm not canceling my my disney plus and I like the plenty of like they own everything now. Like there's stuff that I'm gonna watch and there's stuff I'm gonna be excited about. But the rapidity with which the conversation swung and everybody I mean not everybody. We 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 know some good people, but so many people were just like suddenly just Obi Wan, Obi Wan, Obi Wan this is so cool disney's so cool because we're getting obi-wan isn't star wars awesome because we're getting obi-wan and it's just it's it's disappointing to see especially when and look i understand 
that sometimes things are just coincidences, but I file the timing of this release as highly suspicious. I don't think they, I don't think they made a trailer within, you know, 36 hours after this shit went down, but I think they definitely could have moved up their timetable. And it worked. I just blocked someone on Twitter because I tweeted today, please do not take your shoes off on the airplane. And someone said, meh, it's, if it's a long flight, then the shoes come off. Good for you. That's how I'm doing today. I never block anyone. Oh, dude. And to block, to let comment me, on let me some. teach you my ways. No, no, that's the, that's the weird thing is that this random person who I don't even fucking know comments on my post saying, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, oh, I yeah, yeah. I posted something about how I was already sick of the Obi-Wan uh, binoculars meme, and I wanted it to die a fiery death, and some complete stranger who does not follow me or anybody knows, like, maybe you should, maybe you should, like, log off and calm down for a little bit. I'm like, first of all, if I'm, like, seriously mad about something, I'm not using the phrase die a fiery death. Like, also instantly blocked that person, because what the fuck? And also that meme's terrible, and nobody has done a single funny version of it. I agree. Like, some things just aren't meant to be memes. Like, I I think, like, an example of a good memist is our friend, our lovely friend Josh Chapman. Like, I love Josh Chapman. I think Josh Chapman is a great memer and a great t-shirt maker. And um, I respect the memes and everything, but, yeah, um... I, I also think, too, that, like, just, I feel like sometimes people just, like, try to make memes just to be like, look at me. Look at me. I'm famous because oh, yeah, I made a meme. The entirety of the I internet. made a meme. But, I don't know. I just sometimes wish that people would, like, make memes because, like, they think it's funny versus, like, people are going to think it's funny. Like, I want to know what you think is funny versus, like, what? Because sometimes, like, pe- what people think is funny is actually really fucking funny compared to, I don't know. But, I, that trailer just, like, I'm I'm so annoyed. Like that was again. Like I agree with you that there's no coincidence that this trailer decided to come out like today or that day that it came out. Like there's no coincidence at all. And like I know that it paired well with like the Entertainment Weekly shit and everything. Maybe they sped that up too. But yeah, it's a really terrible time for disney right now you know for me being a disney fan and just seeing everything that's going on with the company and with who they're supporting like it's it's very very hard for me because it's becoming very very hard for you know the lgbtqia plus community like but i can't sit here and be like i'm so sad like i'm fucking sad for them for them who like loves Disney and supports Disney and like see this shit and be heartbroken by something that they love, like that makes me so fucking sad. Like I want to help them as much as like I can. And it just it sucks for them and it sucks that Disney is the way that it is now and has been for many years. You know, Disney has supported for years, you know, stuff like this. You know, unfortunately, yeah. it got to the point where um all of these bills coming out about you know the rights of you know people and to exist to exist is like it's horrifying to see yeah, it's bad the phobias that people have like you know seeing everything going on in idaho now especially too or like you know it being a felony to take your transgender child out of the out of the state like it's disgusting to see how people really think and really are because it's people who think that they're of god and that they worship god and that you know they love everyone that are the most hateful file beings on this planet yeah it's uh it's i don't know i just and again like i don't want to tell people not to not to be excited about shit they're excited about but i think you need to to really like temper it sometimes and make sure that you aren't losing sight of the big picture and you aren't letting people get left behind people who you know who feel like they can't get excited not because they don't like the thing but because they feel like attacked and abandoned by the people who make it 
yeah it's it's so wrong and I don't know. It just, it's really sad. But, you know, I think for those, like, who are still excited about Kenobi and excited for the future of Star Wars and the future of Disney is just to, you know, think about it. You know, think about potentially what, you know, some people are going through right now who love the same things that you do, but apparently the things that they love don't believe they should have rights as human beings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's actually, I was, uh, I bring up this podcast I got, I know, but I was listening to the podcast The Ride. That's, I bring it up a lot because we talk about Disney a lot. But even they were talking in their latest episode, and kind of jokingly, but kind of not, over, ah, how do we keep doing this podcast right now? <laughs> Can we just go? Because they did, the last month they were doing, uh, instead of talking about theme parks, they were talking about celebrity restaurants, like themed restaurants every every week. And it was brilliant. But they're like, maybe we can just go back to doing that because this is this is not good times to be talking about our excitement over theme park rides those are i love the boys like they are so good yeah 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 i'm pretty i'm pretty sure it's it's it was jason who was doing their um their tweets while the chapex shit was going on because his personal account was also uh pretty fiery and it, it just warmed my heart because he uh was very aggressive and I appreciated it quite a bit for, you know, coming from a bunch of cis, straight, white dudes. It was it was very just good to see them being extremely vocal. Because that's who we, like, honestly, like, we, we need, that's who we need to be vocal. And obviously, it's more important to raise other people's voices who are actually, like, you know, like, have experience with this. But, yeah. We need the, you know, quote unquote, normal people who they actually, you know, media companies actually care about. They're the ones who need to really be shouting because that is very helpful to have. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad that we have this platform to shout into the void about <laughs> that humans should have rights because... It's just so sad. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, it just, you know, it just, you know, we thought COVID, you know, it's not going to get much worse. And like, here we fucking are. Everything's worse all the time. At least we have each other. (sighs) I kind of wish instead of going to celebration, it was just like, we're just going to a nice hotel somewhere and we're all going to hang out in a nice hotel somewhere. And then I don't have to deal with any, like, Star Wars shit. Yeah, but the best part, you know, I always love going to shitty movies just to laugh about how shitty it is. So Celebration is our opportunity to just go to Celebration and be like, man, this fucking company sucks. (laughs) (sighs) And it's fine. You know, our friends are there because, like, they love Star Wars. I'm like, we're just there because we hate everything. And that just, our hate fuels our fun. Yeah, but I don't, I just wish I didn't have to hate it. I do too. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you're talking about the person who first started this podcast. And I'm like, everything is nice. I love everything. Everything is great. Remember that person? She fucking died. It was a, that's been a, it's been quite the journey over 221 episodes. No, it's been almost five years now. Fuck me. I was still in college. I was young. I lived at home with my parents. Like, it was it was a time now i'm podcasting in bed in my late 20s and gotta go to work tomorrow i used to have to do a thing where i'm like i gotta ask Brittany her opinion about this thing before i give my opinion because if i give my opinion and she disagrees with it she won't give her actual opinion and now i don't have to do that anymore well i used to do this thing where i used to be like should i text her or should i dm her on twitter very scary i just find people scary like i i feel like i i love people so much and i love i want people to like love me too that like sometimes i'm just like i don't know how to talk to people and how to start a conversation so sometimes it takes me at least like 45 minutes to like come up with a draft that i end up deleting 
but I'm pretty glad that our friendship has, you know, flourished over the past like five years because you, you don't have to like sit and look at your your tax for 20 minutes to make sure that they're word like corrected word. Jesus Christ. I, I <laughs> worded correctly. Whew. There is that sleep not happening. But um, I thought yeah. I gave you my COVID brain because like <laughs> I actually like I feel better. Like I ran today and I was like. Oh, like I, I don't feel like I want to go take a oh, nap now. That's good. I know that's very good. I know, so happy about that. Like I feel like like my vacation, like Las Vegas, cured me of COVID brain. Awesome. So we're gonna end this episode on a less negative note, which is so for the Amadella Initiative, which is at Amadella Helps on Twitter. They are raising money for Equality Texas to fight the shitty governor's shitty uh, trans policies. And our little thing for it was if you donate and you send us proof of donation, Brittany will read an entry from her diary from when she was a preteen and a teenager. Um, we've gotten some donations. We're just going to do one a week because that, that seems about right. Because otherwise, it's uh, there's only so much you can listen and there's only so much Brittany can read of her teenage self so shout out to rebecca who sent us a receipt for her generous donation Brittany, take us back set the scene what year is this okay so i decided to start this off with 2009 because 2009 was a very big year for me the transition from middle school to high school and um, a little backstory um i was in love i I was in love and not the type of love that's like real, the type of love that, you know, I love a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. I love, I loved a doofy kid, a goofy kid in soccer shorts. Like that was my, that was my cheeseburger. And, um, some names have been replaced. I'm trying to figure out like good names to replace names with. And um, uh, you can use like gossip girl names. Okay. Okay. So this was December 19th, 2009. Almost the Christmas. Qu- almost Christmas. The quote for this is this is, this is, oh, sorry. This by far was the happiest moment of my life. <gasps> Sizzle. Yes. And the title of this entry is It's Fearless. All right. After dinner, I went in my room and I got a text message from the one person I was trying to avoid. The funniest part was that Nate was finally texting me and we actually had some very intense convos. Try to think of a name now. Okay. (laughs) Chuck. Chuck was then asking if we could hang out again. And then he told me that if we get together... Then we could be more than friends. Then he said we could be like friends with benefits. Then he told me something that made me want to jump into the air and scream. He said, we are not called by BF and GF, but when we see each other, we are. (laughs) I was so happy when I saw this. This by far was the happiest moment of my life. This made me think, too, during an assembly, a motivational speaker told us all to never give up on love. And just when I was about to leave, he came along. I was literally crying when I got that message. It's so awesome. I am kind of no longer single. Something tells me the kissing version is going to die soon. Okay, I, I have questions. First of all, what is, who is this motivational speaker telling a bunch of, like, 13-year-olds to never give up on love? I don't remember this at all. When I was reading this, I was thinking, I do not remember when a motivational speaker came to my high school. Oh, wow. Okay, so. <laughs> you can be friends with benefits. Jesus what does that even what does that mean for 13 year old Brittany this just means that I'm in love and possibly um Chuck 
mm-hmm. thinks that we should be together when I was thinking yeah. for a while that Chuck and I should be together. But there was a lot of like back and forth and there was a lot of um, uncertainty. Um, maybe next week I'll, I'll read when um, the, it, the sparks start to fly with Chuck so that okay. everyone kind of starts to um, to understand what's going on. Because like this is when the magic starts happening and like it takes there's a bunch of term there's a bunch of turns like just like in gossip girl you know blair and chuck like there were a ton of things that happened um but yeah this was the start or what i thought was the start of something beautiful so i this was the happiest moment of my life i thought nothing else could ever top this yeah because so you're not and you're not going to call each other boyfriend girlfriend but when you're together you're going to be boyfriend and girlfriend exactly like now reading that i'm like i'm being i'm Oh, this kid this, sucks yeah like this is horrible like this is not what i stand up for because if i swear to god if i went on my first date with carlos and he told me that i'd be like i'm out <laughs> see you later buddy but i was just so happy because i felt like you know my feelings for months were validated that like mm-hmm. my you know just when i thought that i was done and he came around and said that like i i was just like i was just surprised and i was shocked and i was like wow, like I felt really validated that my feelings for this person turn out to be kind of real um, when we see each other, of course. <laughs> I don't like this kid. I disapprove of him. Yeah, you're not the only one. It was uh, one of my friends from high school's birthday um, the other day, and I called her, and I told her, I'm like, hey, um, uh, if you donate to the Amadala Initiative, I'm going to read my diary from high school. And she was like, I'm fucking sold. She was joking. She's like, I hope you talk shit about me. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> she, she was so funny, too, because she told me, she's like, I know exactly who this is all about. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. But yeah, um, this was the first entry of many, hopefully. So please show us receipts because i know a lot of people retweeted it but not a lot of people have shown us their are their receipts which maybe makes me want to think that no one wants to read my diary which i think that after this i think that more people want to read it and i'm totally totally fine with you know revealing this because it's it's fine to laugh at yourself because i see myself now and um i am with someone who um calls me his girlfriend when i'm there with him and who who is his girlfriend when i'm not there so yeah. I think that's very um, – I'm going to read him this entry, too, after this so that um, so that he knows that I appreciate that, you know, we are boyfriend and girlfriend um, when we are together and when we're not. I, I am so glad I didn't have a cell phone when I was a kid. Like, so glad. Yeah, like the, I... the, the, the like ten years difference between us makes for such a different experience growing up, and thank fuck because it means there's not like a permanent digital record of shit. Exactly, like you didn't have someone texting you saying that like we should be friends with benefits. <laughs> no, and I'm fairly certain that term was not in wide use when I was thirteen. Or at least certainly I wouldn't have known it. Like maybe I would have like heard it on friends in a couple years later. But uh, wow. Yeah. Never give up on love, Brittany. I never did. And and look at me now. Like I'm with Carlos. Like, But but not as happy as that day. Because <laughs> no, it's the happiest day of your life. Yeah. Happiest moment yeah. in my life. Yeah. Finding yeah. out that. Um, we are not called by boyfriend and girlfriend, but when we see each other, we are. Poetic as fuck. <laughs> oh, that kid can kiss rocks. Jesus. Oh, that's so funny. Now I want to yeah. like, now I want to know his name so I can stalk him on like social media and find out what he's doing. Do you know what he's doing now? I do not. I had to like block him off of like everything because he kept like trying to like contact me after <gasps> high school. Oh, even better. Oh, that is that is that is an awesome twist. I'm so happy to know that. <laughs> I know. Um, before I started dating Carlos, um, 
he had tried to call me and um I I never answered the phone and I I finally answered the phone and all I said was never call this number again and I hung up and I blocked his number <gasps> Ooh. very dramatic very Blair I felt like God amazing don't deal with shitty behavior everyone love yourself <laughs> Oh, I wonder if there'll be a moral to every story that we hear from Brittany's adventures. I don't know. Um, I'm scrolling. A lot of it is just like just storytelling, just like telling like, like, like what's going on and kind of like relating. Like it's a lot of like going back and being like four months ago, this happened. My life is so different now. Okay, well, we'll find it. We'll find a juicy one. You'll have to find a juicy one for next week. Yeah. I will. Don't worry. I still, I still kind of want to get somebody to get a, do a dramatic reading. If anyone wants to do, do a dramatic reading, just let me know. Maybe, maybe that can be what yeah. Steel. Maybe this is what Steel can do at a show. If someone can <laughs> live read one of my uh, diary entries. Oh boy. Sizzle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do we have anything else to say? Sorry, we, like, we were negative today. If you like Obi-Wan Taylor, cool. Good for you. I'm glad that you do. I'm really, I want people to enjoy the show. I do. Just allow me to be negative about it in peace. Yeah, same. Brittany, where can people find you on the good old internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Kento Brit. What about you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. The show is on Twitter and Instagram at CantabitePod. Uh, again, please help out the Equality Texas through the Amadal Initiative. That's at Amadal Helps. And if you donate or have donated already, see, please uh, DM us just showing us your receipt. Even if it's just five bucks, you know, whatever you have to spare. And Brittany will read more of her over diary uh other than that um i'm tired and we've just gotta go so we'll get to other stuff <laughs> next week uh thank you for listening and we will talk to you all next time bye bye uh Kanto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style uh check it out listen up y'all cause this is it Fuck all the rest, be a Kanto bitch. Brittany the Jinch and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kanto bitch number one.